Welcome in to another episode of the Football Monsters Podcast. You got your hosts, Caleb and Devin. How are we doing today? Doing good, man. Doing good. Got us a couple of special guests here with us. Uh, I know you're excited. We're going to be talking a little, yeah, a little divisional breakdown here. We're going to be talking to AFC South and we got the boys from the Bring the Juice here. What's how are you guys up, doing today? Guys? Doing well. How about you guys? Doing good. Ready to talk some football. Of course, you know, I'm excited anytime we get to talk Colts football around here. It seems like all I ever want to do. So it's going to be exciting to have some like-minded folk around. Yeah, yeah we'll see. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys for having us. Really appreciate it. Oh, uh, no. We're, like I said, we're ecstatic. So real quick, guys, just for everybody that's listening, if they want to come check out your podcast, we know they're on, you know, you guys are on all podcast networks, but uh, where could they follow you on your social media pages at? Well, I'm uh, on Twitter mainly uh, at Derek underscore larger. If you guys ever want to hear my opinions on anything cult related or just anything in general, I'm almost always on Twitter. So at Derek underscore larger for me. All right, Cody, where are you at? Yep. I'm at CP Felger 55 on Twitter. And then I also do post stuff occasionally on Facebook, cult related stuff. So um, yeah, that's for me, my personal and then, uh, the podcast you can find it, like you said, pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts, whether that's Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, uh, you know, whatever, anything and everything in between. Also YouTube is where we do a lot of our, we do more visual content on there as well. So just type mm-hmm. in, bring the juice or type in Colts podcast and we'll, we'll probably show up somewhere. So yeah, that's kind of where sure you can to, find us and listen. So, and be sure to follow the, uh, the podcast Twitter as well at BTJ pod yeah. as yes. well. Yeah, yes. same with it. Same, yeah. same added on Instagram as well. Yeah, we do that for uh, especially for Twitter now because we've been doing uh, a lot more giveaways recently. I've uh, been doing a lot of jersey giveaways Ooh. for all of the subscribers. So if you yeah. want to be able to see, be one of the first people to see those, then definitely getting a Twitter account and following our podcast Twitter is the best way to see it. Nice. What was yes. the last giveaway you guys did? We have given away about three different Matt Ryan jerseys uh, before the draft. Uh, We are planning to give away a lot of jerseys once we find out the official numbers and once they Mm -hmm. show up on the Fanatics website or on Colts.com or anywhere that we can get them. Uh, We know that some of the numbers are coming out. We're just not, nothing's concrete at the moment for some of them, Mm -hmm. but once that happens, you know, we'll have Stefan Gilmore, Yannick Ngakwe, some of the rookies, uh, and some of the other players that have been on the team for a few years now. We will be giving out a bunch of those jerseys. You know, we like to, we've been fortunate enough to be in a situation now where we can start giving back to uh, some of our listeners, and we certainly try to do that. So, yeah, we're going to be giving away a lot more before the season uh, gets here. That's awesome. That is fantastic. Well, guys. We know what we're here for, and we're going to chat AFC South. First team we're going to chat about, it's going to be fairly quick, because let's be honest, um, not much competition in retrospect, but I think there was a couple things they did in the offseason that we can definitely talk about, but let's check. Let's chat Jags, and then we're going to go to the Colts, so we want to make sure we got enough time for you guys to all, uh, all chat your Colts nonsense and see if you can make me a Colts fan today. 
Uh, oh, which reminds me, Cody, you didn't get to hear this, but I'll tell you now. I am not, I don't have a team. I do not follow a team. I am just a massive football fan. So mm-hmm. my, okay. my, my thing for you guys today is to see what you can do to make me a Colts fan because I've got Devin and JT that are, and they've been trying for a while and it's just not worked out, but they're not like you guys. So we'll, we'll see what you guys can do. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. So, all right, man, let's just chat some, uh, Jacksonville. Uh, we know Jacksonville has definitely been in a slump the last few years. No surprise there. I mean, one of the biggest things we all saw that was just absolutely ridiculous and we can definitely start here, but freaking DJ Chark, what the heck? So, not DJ Chark. I apologize. Christian Kirk. What the heck? That contract. You just wrote DJ Chark in there, Devin and I. Got, <laughs> my bad. My bad. <laughs> now I got DJ Chark in my head. So the Christian Kirk contract, I'm blown away by. It. I mean, he's now the third highest paid wide receiver in the league. Do you guys even at any point seeing Christian Kirk being that level of a wide receiver? Cody, I'll let you go first on that. No, not at all. And you know, it, it actually, like as a Colts fan, you know, when you need wide receivers in the open market, you're just like, well, thank you, Jacksonville, for completely screwing the market. So now we can't <laughs> sign anybody because we're not going to pay a guy that amount of money. Like, that's stupid, you know, but like we've had to wait it out now. And like, you know, big reason why we're like, screw it. We'll just go draft a guy, you know, in the second round or whatever. And so, uh, no, I don't think so. I, it's typical Jacksonville, though, you know, overpaying for players. It's like kind of like, you know, Chris Ballard has said, I'm not going to pay like, you know, B level players, a level money. Mm-hmm. Jacksonville consistently does that. And they're consistently picking top five for a reason. So yeah. no, um, <laughs> I don't think it will. <laughs> so all that to say, I, well, here's the thing, Jacksonville in the last five seasons, the last three to- or three of the last five seasons off seasons, I should say Jacksonville has spent the most money of any team in free agency mm-hmm. yet somehow, some way they continue to always finish at the bottom. So again, them acquiring talent is not really the problem. They do it every single off season, just something else goes into it. And regarding to Christian Kirk, I mean, I, I wanted Christian Kirk on mm-hmm. Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. I did. I was saying it from like, even in uh, before the season even finished, I was saying Christian Kirk is one of my top five receivers that I would love to see Indianapolis bring in because I think Christian Kirk could be a really solid number two, a guy that could potentially get you that 800 to a thousand yards, you know, is going to be that consistent deep threat. I really think that that is going to be something he could do. But at the end of the day, to pay a guy who you think could get a thousand yards <laughs> and to pay him $21 million a year. I mean, it's amazing to me. Alan Robinson didn't get more money because right. Alan Robinson, we know with Mitch Trubisky had 115 catches for, I don't even remember how many yards, but I know it was over a thousand mm-hmm. and like a dozen touchdowns. And you're telling me Alan Robinson couldn't get as much money as Christian Kirk, who has done neither of those. Like, I mean, you're right. Cody said it. They've reset the wide receiver market all by that stupid move. Mm-hmm. And I hate, that's one thing I hate about the NFL, not to go off on a complete tangent here, but ultimately that's the one thing I hate about the NFL is that every team says, Oh, this team was stupid enough to pay a guy this much money. So now everyone has to pay that much money for a guy that's better than him. Like, no, you don't, you don't have to do that. That's just a team being stupid. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Cause if, if, if I'm a team and you know, now you have all these players that are like, Oh, well we want more money. Cause they saw that contract take place. I would just be like, 
what the Chiefs did and said, all right, bye, Tyreek Hill, <laughs> you know, or whatever. Like, I'm just going to move I mean, on. Even what, it's even what Tennessee did, you know, and we'll talk about that in the next part here. But, yeah. you know, Tennessee basically did the same thing with A.J. Brown. He saw that money. He wanted that money. And they said, fine, we'll move on. And they grabbed a guy basically that's the, the same, same player, the same you know? Player. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, I just think it's stupid. And I think there's some teams that really try to keep that mentality. And then there's teams like Jacksonville that just consistently could give two craps. You know, and yeah, no, there's no chance. I actually, I'm a, I was a big DJ Chark fan. And when just looking at the two different stats between the players, at least DJ Chark's finished close to a number one at one time. I think his highest was like 15th. I don't think Kirk's ever been in like the top 25 as far as fantasy finishes. So why would you go, why would you go and give him 21 million for, and he's not a number one? No chance, no chance. (laughs) No chance. Now, I will I will say I think with you know the departure of Urban Meyer um and you know obviously Trevor Lawrence starting to get up to speed because I do think Lawrence is going to be a good quarterback in the league. Um I do think they can make some strides here. Um I don't think their receiving core is, you know, much better per se without, you know, with losing DJ Chark, getting Kirk, what Zay Jones and then even Evan yeah. Ingram. Um, but I still feel like, you know, they might have a little better season. I think, you know, I mean, like I said, without urban Meyer there, that's going to be like the biggest like plus to them. Um, but I mean, they still just, they still have a lot of work to go. And like you, we, you know, you guys were talking about with the money they spent on these receivers and different things like that, you know, it's going to be hard for them to pull themselves out of this hole they've done. If they keep doing this, you know, same thing year in and year out. Yeah. And they still have some issues on defense that they Mm -hmm. need to fix. letting rid of, uh, Miles Jack and then obviously Joe Schobert that they let go earlier in the season. I mean, you're letting all these linebackers go that have been productive for you. And then, you know, and and they obviously stretched on the uh, Trayvon Walker pick. I mean, we're going to find out whether or not he actually is worth the first round pick or not. The production obviously wasn't there at Georgia, but I mean, the player himself, I mean, is unbelievable metrics. So we're going to find out. I mean, that was totally a Jacksonville pick there. Uh, we're going to see if it works. And if it doesn't, well, you know, we will pick first again. It's okay. Yeah, right? We'll, we'll right. see you first next year. I just, I love whenever yeah. I hear the metrics thing too, because everybody's like, oh yeah, Trayvon Walker, he's just got amazing metrics. In my head, that just reminds me of like, you know, when that girl in high school was like, oh yeah, like you know, you have a great personality, but you know, they would never want to date you mentality. Like he's got really good (laughs) metrics, but you may suck. (laughs) Like, you know, so I just, I don't know, man. I was not, I will say the Devin Lloyd pick out of Utah was a, was a great second first round pick for me. I did like where they draft them. I think it was at 20. Um, that wasn't bad, but I like that way better than Trayvon Walker. I think Detroit was, you know, they no hesitation to get their pick up there. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> that should have been number one. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think yeah. the the whole Evan Ingram thing too. I mean, let's keep in mind Evan Ingram at one point in time was probably a top five tight end. I will say, I'm not going to put words in your guys's mouth, but he hasn't been able to be healthy. And you got Dan Arnold still down there. But to me, the when you look at this offense, like outside of even Trevor Lawrence, who I wouldn't draft in in a fantasy league right now. Is there even anybody besides him and maybe ETN that would definitely be draftable? You know, one thing I wonder, like, you know, with James Robinson last year, like how much would the, you know, how much of that was just Urban Meyer being Urban Meyer, you know, versus James Robinson, you know, drop off from year two. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And I do think like when Robinson was on the field, I always felt like he was a good player. He just, for whatever reason, just kind of got in the doghouse. And, and I don't really know if it was a good reason why he did. Um, but yeah, I, I wonder, I think he's a good player. So like, I think if the, if, you know, if the right the coaching staff puts him in the right position, I think he could definitely still be a quality running back for him. You know, obviously you'd mentioned ETN who we never even got to see. So what kind of role does he get? You know, he's never touched an NFL field. So I don't right. know. It's, it's going to be interesting. A lot of unknowns with them right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, th- I think one of Robinson's problem is kind of like what we were talking about with the way Jacksonville's mentality is with wanting to spend money and do all this stuff with Robinson being that undrafted guy for them, even though he produced the numbers, they still like, it's like they have this mentality of, well, we didn't have to spend a ton. We didn't have to draft him in front of this guy or that guy. So he can't be our guy. And I mean, it, it's just a ridiculous mentality to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's one thing to spend money, but to spend it where they're spending it, I think is just oftentimes misconstrued. I mean, you know, you just look at what Ballard's been spending his money on recently. I mean, he's been making sure that defense is ramped up so that they can compete against anyone. Cause mm-hmm. you know, if you, you can buy as much offensive talent as you want. And I mean, they have some good talent. Do they have somebody that's going to really take the, the top off of a de- of a defense like an an elite defense i still don't think they have that yet mm-hmm. yeah no and i mean yeah. and that and that kind of makes me think of you know even like last year's chiefs you know have a really high firing offense that can do everything but their defense just couldn't stop teams and you know that would ended up being the downfall to them you know defense definitely wins you games but you also have to have that offense that you know can protect the ball and i think that's what you know where you know, we've kind of seen that departure from Wentz too, you know, is we just, you know, you get a lot of that, you know, mentality where you just can't keep up, you know, even when your defense is doing well, you know, you still have to protect the ball on the offensive side. Mm-hmm. Well, and I yeah. mean, now let's, ju- let's jump into those Colts. Cause I mean, we know that Jacksonville somehow will f- still finish. Well, they'll, he'll, they'll fight for last between them and the Texans. <laughs> like, we'll, we'll see which one wants to win that battle. Um, but let's jump yeah. into those Colts. Cause I mean, that's why we really got you guys here. And I'm just going to say from a non Colts fan perspective. Okay. Currently not, I'm not against the Colts. I'm not for the Colts. I will say when, when free agency hit and Jacksonville obviously was the first team to jump out and start paying players, ridiculous amounts of money. It was very frustrating for my friends that are Colts fans because Chris Ballard and they have that saying and Ballard, we trust. Wow. That was really weird. And Ballard, (laughs) we trust. (laughs) There we go. Is this whole mindset but I was getting very ticked off. Like you had all these pieces. You had to figure out your quarterback. You traded a quarterback without having another quarterback ready to go. How freaked out were you guys when, when all this started going on and no moves were coming into the team? It was, everything's kind of more exiting the team. Well, I mean, if you wanted to see, uh, what my raw reaction was, just go back to my Twitter, uh, (laughs) on March 17th, uh, two days after the official date of free agency started and just see how I was feeling. That's, That's all still ingrained, thinking. dude. You have the date <laughs> down. <laughs> I have the date down because after we signed Gilmore, my friend Destin Adams, who's over at the Blue Stable, he retweeted that tweet. He quote tweeted me and said, Derek, you you probably should take this post now because Ballard's making you eat your words. And <laughs> he is right. I, I did eat my words. I didn't take the post down because it was yep. funny. Everybody was reacting to it. Like, yeah, Derek, you, you definitely should eat crow on this one. Like, yeah, I am. You know, I, I was like that, but yeah, I was, 
I was ticked off just like everyone else. And I think Cody can, uh, can say the same thing. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, you know, and something we've just, we got to temper our expectations. Cause like they've never really been the day one people, you know, they've never really made those moves. Um, mm. Think about the only moves they've made on, you know, the first couple of days is like trades sometimes. But other than that, yeah, no. Um, so, you know, it's probably on us a little bit for not uh, just <laughs> kind of seeing the writing on the wall a little bit and th- and seeing, okay, Ballard's not going to panic, even though we always do every single off season. It feels like <laughs> it's like, when are we going to learn? Like, you know, he, this is not how he works. Yep. Um, but yeah, at first it was frustrating because it's like, man, we have a lot of holes, right? This team has a lot of holes. You know, we have, we have to figure out the quarterback position. We don't really have another wide receiver that you trust outside of Michael Pittman right now. Um, you know, depending what you do with T Y Hilton. Um, and then, you know, you know, your defense as well. I mean, um, you obviously had the, you know, at that point you didn't have a pass rusher. There were some good pass rushers out there. It's like, and then I even said, like, I was like, you know, if Ballard does not address pass rusher in a big way, I think he's failed this team. Like, and I honestly felt that. And when you saw some of those guys like Hassan Reddick go off the board, you know, and guys like that, you're just like, what is going on? Are we really going to do this again? But obviously when they started making some moves, you're like, all right, okay. Okay. They see the same things we see. Mm-hmm. Um, they understand what they're, where they're weak and, and stuff like that. And then, you know, you had to figure out left tackle too. You had to figure out tight end because Jack Doyle retired. You had a lot of things you had to figure out this off season. So just seeing the Colts kind of do nothing. Cause we saw this last, I think the, the thing was that I think the reason why Derek and I were so upset is because the last off season, I mean, I'll just say it, it was a terrible off season for the team in terms of free agency. They did nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, besides resigning a few of their own guys, when we really felt like they could have really upgraded at some of those positions, the last off season, um, but they decided elected to not do that for some reason. And so we were like, are we really going to do this again? Have we not learned, you know? And I think it was kind of like, I mean, look how the season ended, but mm-hmm. like could, could potentially Ballard and company kind of be like, well, you know what? It's just a quarterback when it was far more than just the quarterback, you know? And we were just like, if he, if they're really that, like, you know, if that's really what they think, then they probably shouldn't be in the management or the coaching <laughs> position for, for, right. for too much longer because there's clearly other issues with this team. Um, and you really need to do a lot of work this off season. And so, uh, after they started making some moves, we're like, okay, we feel a little bit better now that, that they saw some of the things that we saw, you know, they, and also like, you know, when Chris Ballard comes out in his press conference and says, we, we like the wide receivers we have. And we're just like, we don't <laughs> like 90% of Colts fans are like, okay, yeah, whatever, you know, um, you know, how much of that is like coach speak, how much of that is legit. And so we're just kind of like you better be joking. <laughs> we got yeah. to at least get one guy, you know? Um, yeah, cause our were, second wide receiver had what? 400, 500 yards, something like that last not, year. Not even. Yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah. it was bad. So, um, so now how much of that do you place on Carson Lance? I mean, I think to some degree, yeah, you do, but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, it's just like, and, and you just have a lot of question marks right now. You know, you had a lot of question marks, like who in the world is going to be number two? Like, you know, yeah, all the other guys were, you know, late round picks to undrafted free agents. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just like, you can't rely on all those guys and just hope your quarterback makes these guys better. You got to get him weapons. Cause you know, you only got them for two years, you know, you got to get them some weapons. And so when they weren't doing that for a while and really up to the draft, they didn't touch wide receiver. They let guys like Zach Pascal walk. Um, and they didn't add at all. It was kind of frustrating for sure. But, uh, yeah. 
Uh, all that to say, we were a little bit frustrated for about a week or so. <laughs> <laughs> That's not too bad. Yeah. I mean, I think we complained for longer than that. <laughs> yeah, I just, I know for some, like, I just was, you know, in my mind, I knew for some reason we were going to get Allen Robinson. Like, he was out there all that time, and I was just like, all right, here we go. Every morning I'd wake up, I'd pull up Twitter, still nothing. And I'm like, come on now, like, let's make some move. Pittman needs a little bit of help here. Yeah, yeah. I, didn't mind, I didn't mind the weight on the wide receiver market, to be honest. I was just, I think Cody and I, I think the attitude shifted for Cody and I when the Colts ended up trading for Yannick Ngakwe. I yeah. think that was the one moment where we were like, yeah. okay, Ballard understood we needed a proven edge rusher. And he did that, traded away one of our young corners. I was surprised he did that because Rocky is seen as a, uh, is basically a Ballard pick. So normally mm-hmm. he doesn't do that, but he saw the need, did it. And I think Cody and I were like, okay, Ballard's making a move here that we all agree was really good. And I think we can start to hopefully trust him a little bit more now down the stretch. Yeah. 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 Because that was definitely like, you know, the two positions that were the, you know, clearly the the biggest liabilities last year was pass rush and was quarterback. And so, you know, when they, when they did both those things and we knew they were going to add a quarterback, uh, a veteran quarterback, it looked like, like we felt a lot better about where we were. And after, I think for me, especially after the Matt Ryan trade, I was like, okay, we, that takes so much pressure off of us trying to get a quarterback this year and a really bad quarterback draft, oh you know, gosh. and so we can wait one, two, you know, a couple more years, depending even more, maybe, you know, depending on how long Matt Ryan, uh, you know, decides to play, he might stick around beyond two years. So, mm-hmm. um, it just gives the Colts something they haven't had really since Andrew Luck retired. And that's just stability, years of stability for the quarterback position. And so it's a, a breath of fresh air where it's like, we've been really trying to figure these two positions out and failing epically. Um, it seems like the last couple of years. So, uh, finally we're able to get it and get that stability at both those positions. And, and I think those, those two reasons, and then, you know, adding on the Stefan Gilmore signing, like it gives you a lot of re a lot of reason to have some optimism going into this season. Now that, you know, you think at least you've addressed and you think you're going to have two pretty big upgrades from what you had a season ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure all of you guys, again, literally, I'm the only non-Colts person here. So I'm sure all of you guys saw that statistic of where, um, what was it, since Andrew Luck basically retired, you had like a new quarterback like every year until, I guess this year even counts, right? Like, wasn't that the statistic yeah. that we saw where you literally yeah, just had been, someone what, six new? six years now? Yeah, it's someone new every yep. year. And I think finally... You know, I, I and I love Matt Ryan. I know he's not had a lot, a lot of help down in Atlanta in the past few years, but I think the huge upgrade that he'll be able to bring because he could be a five thousand yard passer. You know, like he has that ability. He's done it in the past. Now he did it with a Julio Jones. You guys don't necessarily have a Julio Jones yet. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll <laughs> we'll see. And uh, but I think with Michael Pittman and and I'm let's just jump in because this is my favorite player of the whole entire rookie class in my opinion which I drafted him in my dynasty league which is Alec Pierce I'm a massive fan of both of these wide receivers and coming out of rookie camp it sounds like there's a lot of positivity and buzz surrounding him have you guys been hearing that same thing yeah I mean I've been hearing the same thing uh Reggie Wayne obviously was extremely excited to get Alec Pierce into the building and uh I mean yeah from what I've been hearing is 
uh, even the Colts players have been saying like how impressed they are with Alec Pierce and just how fluid he is already with just understanding the game and things like that. I mean, I think he's, I think he's going to be really good. And I think unfortunately when it came to Cincinnati, I think the way that Cincinnati used him criminally, criminally underused him in ways that they could have used him more. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was kind of the same thing with Jonathan Taylor in Wisconsin, which is kind of ironic. Everyone's like, Oh, they underused him. Well, I just think they didn't use him in ways that they could have to potentially open things up with their offense more. (laughs) The passing Uh, game. Yeah. Like that's what it is. And like, cause Wisconsin never had a passing game right. with Taylor there, but I mean, everyone had that same question, right? Like is Jonathan Taylor ever going to be able to catch a football? Like, cause we've never seen him do it really. And it's like, yeah, he could just Wisconsin never used him. And Alec Pierce is kind of the same way. You know, everyone's like, Oh, he got this six, three, 200 pound wide receiver that runs a four, four and has a 40 inch vertical. Why not just have him go down the field every single play? Cause they're not a college <laughs> corner. In the, there's not a college corner in the country that can lock that down. So, I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, I think Alec Pierce is going to step into that number two role uh, very well. I think he's going to get acclimated with Matt Ryan and, you know, I don't think 5,000 yards is necessarily something that Matt Ryan's going to do. Um, the only reason I say that is because Jonathan Taylor is his running back. Now. Right, right. He's never had a running back even remotely close to this guy. Even when they had Todd Gurley and then uh, he had Devontae Freeman. Freeman mm-hmm. and Gurley never touch what Jonathan Taylor's currently doing right now in this offensive line. I think Matt Ryan might have one of his most efficient years mm-hmm. of his career because he now comes into a good system like this. But I don't, I, I don't know if he's going to quite explode the numbers that some of Colts Nation thinks he's going to get. But that's just me. <laughs> no, that's so. Fair. Uh, that's fair. On, on an earlier podcast, actually, here with Caleb, I was talking and I made a statement, and he uh, he thought I was a little crazy on this, and I want to know your guys' opinion. Oh, I, I, I told him the statement. I, I, I told him I think Pittman easily has 1,500 yards oh. this year. Do you guys think I'm crazy he, on he that? Did, he did literally say that, so I would love to know your guys' opinion. No, I don't think it's crazy at all. Oh, <laughs> um, I mean, because, like, Pittman was – look what Pittman did with, you know, let's be honest, like, a lesser quarterback. Um, mm-hmm. With a quarterback that the Colts were afraid to even have him pass the football for a couple games in a row. Uh, I mean, heck, look at that freaking Patriots game, like – how many passes did he have? Uh, and you know, Pittman really didn't, and he got ejected in that game too, but you know what I mean? Like, you know, there were games down the stretch where he literally got punched and yet somehow Pittman was the one that got thrown out. Yeah. Yeah. That was dumb. (laughs) Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, even especially the last couple games, like, you know, Michael Pittman, just not really getting the football as much as maybe a Matt Ryan will distribute it to him. So, yeah, you do kind of wonder, like, you know, with an upgraded quarterback. Now, I do think I will say the the reason why he wouldn't was would be because, you know, as opposed to Carson Wentz, like Matt Ryan, in a similar way to Philip Rivers, like spread the ball around a lot to a lot of different right. guys. Mm-hmm. So I could see, you know, I could see a scenario where he has kind of a Julio Jones because he's done that with guys like Julio Jones before. So I don't think it's a crazy thing to say at all. And I think Pittman's a really good player, but um, you know, it really will depend, yeah, how much he spreads the ball around, how. You know, it's like how many, there's so many mouths to feed. Who's going to get the ball? Cause you know, you have guys like, you know, obviously Mo Ali Cox, you have guys now, Alec Pierce, um, you know, you have Jelani woods, Mm -hmm. you have Kylan Grant and you have not even Naheem Hines on the backfield. Right. Um, So there's a lot of options for Paris Campbell when he's healthy. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Campbell for three games. Yeah. Michael, Pittman, Michael Pittman had 88 catches for 1,082 yards and six touchdowns. That mm-hmm. And that was with all the injuries to the wide receivers. Yeah. Michael Pittman was the only one that stuck around. That was with Carson Wentz not feeding the football to Jonathan Taylor or Naheem Hines very efficiently. Um, do I think it's it's crazy to see that he would go over a thousand again this year? I don't I think it's I think it's most likely he gets over a thousand because I think that Matt Ryan's going to continue to use Pittman in the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just I think fifteen hundred is just a little too much, especially okay. when you talk about just like what Cody said with the way the Colts like to move the football around and especially how run centric they are. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if as good as Pittman might be in year three, I just don't know if he's going to guarantee a hundred receptions for 1500 yards and 10 touchdowns with all the other talent with that everything else. Football. Yeah. Well, that was my thing is, I mean, he had 129 targets and I mean, which is a great, Honestly, it's not a terrible target share at all. So, and only 88, and let's be honest, those 88 and the ones he didn't catch were probably not his fault. (laughs) I mean, let's be honest. So, I mean, even if he can take, you know, even complete 15 more of those or whatever, I mean, yeah, he's, I don't, I have no quarrels thinking that he is not going to get over a thousand yards. I think that's almost a lock. Mm -hmm. 1500 to me was just, no, there's no chance. (laughs) So now, my other question for you guys too, with as far as like talking the weapons and how we're going to spread, you know, obviously we have Paris Campbell who, you know, we want to see succeed. We, you know, has the potential to do it. You know, we saw that deep touchdown pass last year, which ended up being where he got hurt. Um, do you guys think we still bring in uh, like TY for another year or maybe even someone like Julio to kind of give a guy that uh, Matt Ryan already has that, you know, bond with, or do you guys think that we're just pretty much going to play it out with where we're at? Cody. I do think they're going to bring in. I think T.Y. Hilton's coming back. I don't know why. I just get this this feeling that T.Y. Hilton's going to come back for one more year because, yeah, that injury last year, you know, he contemplated retirement and all that stuff. But, you know, it's not like he wasn't finding ways to get open. I think a lot of people think, oh, T.Y.'s this. He's not, you know, what he used to be, which is fair. You know, there's things that, you know, as with age and stuff, he's not as good as he once was. He's not the TYF four or five years ago, but I will say he was still getting open. Right. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of times like, I just cannot get out of my mind. The Raiders game where T Y Hilton is running wide open and Carson Wentz just misses them. Mm-hmm. It does not see him <laughs> down the field. And it's like, yeah. how do you blame that on T Y? You know, you mm-hmm. can't like, and so I just wonder how many other times that I missed um, and Carson Wentz missed T Y running open. And so, you know, you get a quarterback like Matt Ryan, he, who obviously will be a lot better about finding those open guys. You know, as, as Chris Ballard said, taking the layups, man, just doing the things, the little things well, extraordinarily well. That's what Matt Ryan does. But he can also put you down the field as well, which has always been kind of been T.Y.'s game, right? He's always been that guy that can, you know, maybe he can't do that much anymore, but he's always been that downfield threat. So right. um, I do think, yeah, with how young this wide receiver room is, I mean, I think Right now, Kiki Kuti is uh, your veteran, quote unquote. He's 25 <laughs> years old. So mm-hmm. I think you got to get, uh, I think I, I personally think that, you know, I know some people will argue, well, you got Reggie Wayne in there, which I think is good, but I think just getting another guy on the field will be on big field, for this right. team. Mm-hmm. So I, I personally would love to see them. Uh, I think TY first and then potentially Julio, although I'm not really like crazy about that. Um, um, I think, you know, yeah. the Colts won't be going out of their way to sign one of them. I don't, I don't think they'll right. go out of their way mm-hmm. to do it. 
But I think I personally would like to see that because I think it could just be really valuable, even if it's not, you know, a 500, you know, it's not a, you know, maybe he would get gets a couple hundred yards or something like I would be fine with that as a number three wide receiver or number four, potentially just a couple just big first downs here and there and bring that veteran, yeah. you know, presence. Yeah. Kind of like you do on defense with situational pass rushers. Like I kind of think I would like to see it in a similar role where TY is not getting 70, 80% of the snaps maybe, but maybe he's coming in a little bit more specialized than he ever has. Um, and you're not banking on him really, you know, you bring him back, but you also like don't rely on him if that makes sense. Yeah. So I can see that. What are your thoughts, Derek? Yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I I'm fine with either one of them, but uh, at the end of the day, I, I just don't expect the Colts to really go out of their way to do that. Um, I, I think TY obviously gains priority because you know what they said about uh, what Ballard's been saying about him this whole time. I mean, again, still says he's one of the most smart. He's one of the smartest football players he's ever been around uh, just knows how to play the game. Uh, again, I would love to get T.Y. Hilton back in here for one more season on a team friendly deal and, you know, be able to round out that last bit of the wide receiver core and have him as receiver for, you know, getting that 300, 400 yards uh, throughout the season in specific key situations, I think would just be, it'd be such a good way to round out the rest of the roster. Yeah, I can totally, I can totally see that. I think that would be, that's kind of where I am with it too. Um, you know, of course, having both there, you know, letting Matt Ryan have the familiarity with, you know, Julio and of course, T.Y. just being the, you know, the Colt his whole career. I, I hate to see him in any other Jersey or anything else. And I think, like you said, they bring great veteran presence. And, you know, we know that none of those guys are going to be, the players they used to be, but I think they can be there in those key situations and they're just going to help, you know, really, you know, elevate Pittman and elevate Pierce and some of these other guys to really, you know, push them to the limit and kind of help show them what they need to do to, you know, succeed. Cause obviously they both have, you know, the experience through the league. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I know like a big, uh, like the biggest knock on Alec Pierce has been his route running. And so you, you have Reggie Wayne, who was the master of it, right. He's a master mm-hmm. of the route running. And then T.Y. Hilton, who's pretty darn good himself, I think that would go really, really uh, well to help teach Alec Pierce, you know, the art of that and, and, you know, help him to become more crisp on his routes and things like that. Um, I think I could go a long way, you know, you know, obviously as a coach, you know, learning that from your coach who's been, who was in the league for 10 plus years, but also just having a guy on there who can show you how to do it. You know, Um, I think I could go a long way for his development here in year one. Yeah, I have to I have to agree with most of you guys anyway. I think it I, I just look at it as pure perspective of if you had a player playing for you his whole career, it's just nice being able to also happen to see that player retire from you from that career. You know, it's just mm-hmm. I know this isn't a baseball podcast, but being a Cardinals fan, we brought Albert Pujols back for literally just for so he could retire with us this year. <laughs> like that was it. You know, so I think it would be cool to be able to see TY because it, cause it doesn't happen that often anymore, too, I don't feel like. I think players, you know, move a lot more than they used to. So having a guy that can do that the whole time would be great. Uh, but so that's going to wrap up this one. But we're going to chat with you guys about the Texans and the Titans here in just a little bit, too. So uh, real quick for everybody that was listening, can you just uh, remind us where they could uh, find you guys out on Twitter? 
Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Derek underscore larger. You can find the podcast Twitter as well on uh, Twitter for at BTJ pod. And you can find me at, on Twitter at CPFelger55. Perfect. Well, thanks everybody again for taking the time to listen to another episode of the Football Monsters podcast. We will catch you next time. See you guys. You can hold me back. Yeah, I'm coming for you. I'm not heater on you. No, I'm just telling you the facts. Oh, these chains can keep me down. Yeah. I can be rude, in the mood. I can be rotten. I can be cool, man, like a fool, but never forgotten. Keeping in the dark, waiting for you